and welcome to Lily High on Life. It's all very exciting here in the studio. We're actually streaming on LinkedIn and our very special guest today is Max Gross. Max, welcome to Lily High on Life. Thanks for having me. I am excited to be high. <laughs> well, let's, ho- let's hope it stays that way right through the show. But I really wanted to have you on the show because you had such a positive energy when I first met you. And you also have these skills that I know absolutely nothing about. And you <laughs> are also of a very different uh, demographic in terms of uh, where you've been, what you do, and, um, and, and of course, your age as well. So for all of those reasons, welcome. And tell Thank us you. a little bit about what you're doing with your life right now that you're excited about. Well, I am very excited. I'm currently... Uh, doing a bit of a job drive I, I've, I've I've been looking for more work I've had some really exciting interviews at different places um, and you know I guess when you're in between and you're searching for your work you, you can do extra things that you haven't wanted you, ha- you always want to do I've been going out doing a lot of photography with my uh, my new 360 degree camera exploring some of the great shopping centres of Melbourne um, and so that's been really exciting So this photography thing that plays such an important part of your life and and has even become important within your career. Um, talk to me a little bit about how you got involved with it. So I got. It was about three years ago, and I was visiting the Philippines, and I was outside of the Shangri-La Hotel. And my phone came up with a little ding notification that said, "Hey Max, would you like to take a three sixty photo of the place that you're currently at?" <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think I will. I think I will. I'm Don't say, you yes. love AI? <laughs> exactly. So I took my first 360 photo with my phone, um, and it came out okay. Like, it so came out really well. You, how were you able to do a 360-degree photo with your phone without even knowing you could do it? Um, it's, it's really interesting. You, you just sort of go around in a circle with the camera, and it captures a, fo- it captures a photosphere. Um, using a phone. In fact, I, w- wow. I, I can show you afterwards. It's hard to just show it. It's okay. Yeah. Not On so radio, radio, it's, it's hard. Yeah. But, but, um, but, yeah, and then I had such a great time with that, I decided to invest in some buying standalone cameras. Um, that were 360. That were 360s. Enabled. Yeah, so this is my, I've just got my, my third one now. Um, and it's, it's great, uh, you know, it's very high resolution and it's very quick. And it, when you're doing a photography in a business, you can't spend all time. You've got to be quick and efficient so that they can serve their customers. Was it the fascination of the technology or was it your the, the photography bent that you already had? I love exploring technology and the latest trends and tech. Um, and it's just great to be able to... Uh, it's great to be able to connect um, with something that's special. You know, not everyone can do 360 photography. And so it's nice to have that edge, competitive edge, when you're have your, offering your marketing services. That makes perfect sense. But have you also been... Have you also been technologically inclined? Like when you were going through school, when you have picked up your first computer, was technology something that you integrally understood and were drawn to? Oh, I, I might be showing my age, but I, you, I couldn't pick up my first computer. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> they, it was so big. Okay, but, and um, I thought you were in your 20s, so there you go. <laughs> but um, I I do love technology, um, and but, I mean, it's just a way... 
of communicating at scale, which is so great. You know, if I want to communicate with a LinkedIn local networking event, I can use technology to email everyone all at once rather than handwrite letters and, and mail them individually. I can just do a, ma- a group email. Wow. And it's got pictures. So yeah. what what were you doing over in the Philippines? Uh, so I was visiting my wife's, or I think my girlfriend at the time was family um and it's really interesting going to the philippines because my grandpa went to the philippines when he was escaping the holocaust he, tell us that story so he he was in germany and it was a uh, it was just just you know just i think it was about four or five months before kristallnach and it was just he was just reading the room it's like not this is not it was there was so much discrimination it was becoming an, a hostile environment towards jewish people and so he got out of there and he managed to get a job with the, uh, a lot of, a friend of a friend in a paper mill in manila wow and in those days manila was really on the other side of the planet yeah do you know more about how all of that happened I do know that he went there with um, with his sister and his cousin, um, and they. I know that they. He worked very hard there, and he. Um, he then the, uh, the Japanese came and bom- bombed, and this, uh, he retreated to the rural areas, and he was quite malnourished um, by before when he before, when he was started to emigrate to Australia from Manila, and. I, and he was a, you know it's funny because when I was a kid he was quite a, a big man because he always finished everything on his plate wow you know because he remembered the tough times and did he tell you st- did he tell you the stories I, of what he I, went through in I, Manila and I, leaving I don't know I mean, you don't I, remember I, I don't him. remember if he did say them or if he didn't but most of them I heard through my mum yeah, and he was part of your childhood as you were growing up. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we he so he, you know he worked in a wood mill, but he actually so he actually founded his own uh, Mitre Ten in in Canberra called wow. Horton's Hardware, which later become a Mitre Ten franchisee. Wow. And uh, which is, yeah, my, my so I remember actually speaking of computers, I remember going to his his um store and he was so proud. He's like, "Look, Max, I got this new computer, and it you click the." the the colors he's got a wheel of colors that'll show you what your your, your what paint will look like on your house wow it's like magic wall <laughs> blue house pink house brown house nobody wants that green orange house like so he was so proud of his 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 uh his his, his paint computers and his his, his 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 business so your parents were here first of course which is probably one of the reasons he was able to come here Say that again? Was because your parents were already here and related, is that why they were able to come to Australia from Malaysia? Uh, n- uh, so, n- n- no. No, no. He, he he came to Manila, and then he had my parents, or right. he had he, my he and my mum in Sydney, and then they moved to Canberra. Okay, got um, it. These story these stories of how people reunite and families come back together are so fascinating. Yes. From your side, your parents were both born in Australia, correct? But do you remember spending time with your grandparents and hearing their stories? I remember going to Canberra a lot. Um, and I remember my grandma's stories, and it's interesting because grandma's stories started off, you know, they, they sort of got 
grander and bigger over time. <laughs> um, I remember she told the story when she was she was in the WAFs, the the British Air Force or something like that. And, wow! And she she was in the barracks and sleeping, and then uh, one night there was some shrapnel that came through her window and landed on her pillow, and it started off like a twenty cent coin, and then it became a fifty cent coin, and then it became a huge boulder. And, oh my gosh! Every time she retold the story, the, 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 the extra embellishments. Amazing. Yeah. And then you married a girl from the Philippines. Yes, yes. So my wife, Janica, um, is from the Philippines. She's been here for 10 years. Um, but we, we married two years ago. Did you, you met here when she was here? We met, we met, she lived in Elwood and I lived in St Kilda East. So we lived three and a half kilometers away from each other and we'd never met. We'd never met. How we'd never did bumped you into meet? We met on this cool new dating app called Clover. Okay, it's never like, heard of it. It's really cool. So yeah, so you're allowed to. It connects you with people who live in your local area. So if you don't want to date somebody in say Adelaide or Tasmania or Sydney, you can actually date people who live very close to you, um, and you can filter it by age or gender or smoking status. So it's a really powerful app. Clover, download it today. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it was it, there was no problem for you dating her and marrying her. No. I'm assuming she's not Jewish from the Correct. Philippines. Correct. She's she's Catholic. So we have a blended family, which is fantastic. So we get the best of, of both worlds. So tell me a little bit about that blending. Was it a real blending? Was it even a problem for your parents? No, it wasn't a problem for my parents. Um, you know, we have a very blended family. My, my auntie is from a Christian background. My uncle is from a Christian background. My dad has remarried someone from a Christian background. And I think that a part of a part of a successful blended family is just really understanding the other person's needs and listening and respecting it and just enjoying the best of both cultures. So what is, what is it about the Jewish culture that's important to you that you keep? Is it just Passover and Yom Kippur or a little bit more than that? Um, I don't know. <sighs> Gee, what's not important? I think everything's important. I wouldn't say anything, but, you know... I, I don't know. Like you went I, to a Jewish know, school, for example. I, I did. I went to Bialik for primary school. I, I couldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that nothing. Anything about Judaism is not important. But you know, I. I. You know, I. I, I really enjoy my Jewish faith, and you know, I've been involved with progressive synagogues my whole life and I really enjoy being part of it. So let me put it a different way. What was it important that your wife understood about? Jew, being Jewish and the culture, especially since you've got a baby now. So yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think what is the most important thing about being Jewish? Like, That's do you does, does your family do uh, Pesach Seder, for example? Oh yes, we do Seder. We do. So Rosh she Rosh comes Shana. to that. Oh yes, we do family Shabbats. So you she do? comes to that. Yeah, yeah. We we probably we don't do it every Shabbat, but we probably do it uh, every. We probably do it every. Um, probably do it once a month, and we really enjoy it. Oh, and then will your child be going? Have you discussed if you're going to send your child to a Jewish school? Oh, no, nah, that's too expensive. 
Um, you were talking about your wife and meeting your wife here, but she's from the Philippines. So, uh, and she's um, she's been part of a lot of these uh, your Jewish meals and traditions. Yeah, yeah. Well, and vice versa. So I really she comes to Bubs and Bagels at Temple with Israel, where they eat Bubs and Bagels and sing Shabbat songs, which is Aww. a really fun experience. And I love going to uh, love going to Filipino restaurants around Melbourne, exploring Filipino food with her. I've been to been to church with her a few times, but always go to family family her, her family celebrations and vice versa. So it's a really nice blended family. Tell me a little bit about Filipino food because it's not something I'm really familiar with. There's and I love fi- food. There's not a lot of Filipino food in Melbourne, um, but it's uh, it's really good. They've got lots of good. Uh, good uh, crispy pork dishes. They've got lots of fish dishes, lots of uh, grilled chicken. Um, so shout out to Chad's Chicken House in Springvale. They have a great. So chicken. you like the fil- Filipino food? Does I she love like it. typically Jewish food, like gefilte yeah. fish and? No, no, nobody likes gefilte fish. <laughs> I like gefilte fish. Well, actually, it depends if it's Polish or Czechoslovakian, <laughs> but that's fair enough as well. And nobody likes matzah. Like you don't, you know. But like you know, challah. You know, she's all yeah. Um, matzah with peanut butter definitely really? helps. I haven't had it. Definitely helps. <laughs> Um, you also write a food blog. I do. I've been food blogging for a couple of years on, on my own website, maxplusfood.com. Spelt out, Max, Max P-L-U-S. Correct, Max P-L-U-S, food, F-O-O-D, dot com. And I've just, I just enjoy, I eat out a lot. I love exploring Melbourne's food scene. So I thought, why don't I share my knowledge and my, my experiences and my photos on a blog? I love that. And so you've got really easy to read and see um, restaurants and photos and, and your thoughts on the food. That's true. I mean, I, I, it's, it's a bit, I'm just trying to, um, you know, because I, I used to do a lot of work for restaurants. I used to do social media for restaurants and I used to do consulting. So it's sort of it was part of that. And what do you do for a restaurant when you do social media and marketing? So often restaurants don't have the skills or experience to take photos and or for social media or not know what to do on social media. So I just I just consult with them. I help advise them on how they can use social media to bring in more bookings, to bring in more bums in on seats. And how does one do that? Just describe the process and what you tell them that they need to do because you know they can people can contact you, Max Gross exactly, Max Gross Outlook to come. I guess the key is to Max, Max Gross at Max Gross M A X G R O S S Max Gross at Outlook dot com, mm-hmm. and I think the key is just capturing the essence of your restaurant in photos, in videos, and in three sixty videos, and sharing that on social media so people can consume that, enjoy what does that, that mean, and make a sharing on social media. Everybody talks about social media, but a lot of people don't. Really, you know, they go, oh, yeah, I've got Facebook, or some people might know about LinkedIn. What can you just take us through what you really need to do to be on social media? Uh, well, I guess it's really about connecting with your audience. So, um, if you are a helicopter brand and you want to connect with people who are interested in taking helicopter rides, it's about giving them things that will entice them to make a helicopter ride booking, you know, information about helicopter rides in unique uh, unique helicopters and, um, you know, any specials that you have about helicopter rides. So do you use all the platforms? Do you use Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and what else is there? <laughs> TikTok, Square, Flum, Gloop, 
Riveted. <laughs> Three of them I made up. Um, do no. you need to use? Do you need to be everywhere, or what? It just depends on how much time you have, how much return on investment you're getting from each platform, and your um, your audience. So if you're a really B two B business to business sort of company, then LinkedIn is the best place to be. If you're trying to attract consumers, B two C, Facebook and Instagram are fantastic. And if you're a politician who wants to connect with voters or a newspaper that wants to connect with news type of people, and then Twitter's a great way, uh, a great platform for newsy and politicians to so interact. You're pretty knowledgeable about all of those. Uh, yeah. And yes, I am. You and <laughs> and the the way and what to actually put on them to get the most bang for your buck. Correct. Sort of you need you need to measure it and see what you, what what's working, what's not working, and if something's not working, change your strategy. And you're able to measure. To, there are you, you know there's analytics tools in all of them. Yeah, I mean some of the newer ones like Snapchat and TikTok. I'm not really across them, but um, you know that everything is developing quite fast, and there's always new ways to measure and. What, ways to get good results on social media so when you realized that you enjoyed this because you obviously do <laughs> um and you realized you could make mass money from it as well how did that um how does that make you feel in terms of wow look how great life is now uh, I guess I really enjoy helping small businesses and medium-sized businesses get the results they deserve um, you could have, you can, there's no point being the uh, the best business in the world unless people know about it you don't want to be the best best restaurant that no one's ever heard of yes so it's about getting your message out there and I'm helping you get your message out there to, to connect with more potential customers or with your current customers to remind them to come back in and try our shopping centre try our restaurant try our floristry shop so yeah so now I notice that you have a focus on um, on shopping centres which is a great focus to have because they're huge <laughs> they've got lots of shops I know I how, love, how I love working you? with Spencer Outlet Centre and I love working with Carnegie Central they're such fantastic shopping centres um, and so I you know I go you know, there regularly to take photos for them and to, to help them with their Google Maps and just to help them use it up to get more make, uh, to get more, more more people in the door right and then you're also involved with LinkedIn groups yes I have a LinkedIn training group called LinkedIn Local Melbourne with my friends. Uh, we have a committee. I've been to one of your events and it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Well, I'm so glad you had a good time. We always enjoy having you. And I think, you know, LinkedIn is, especially for people, less for companies, but for people, you know, for solopreneurs, if you want to, you know, really succeed and if you want to reach out to more people, LinkedIn's a great avenue. Do you feel um, Westfield, for example, is doing a good job with, with these uh, social media? I don't know. I haven't looked at Westfield social media. It's a great question. I, I have to check it out and, uh, you know, give them, you know, say what they're doing well and what they can I improve think, on. Yeah, a report would be really apropos to maybe getting some more business. Westfield, if you're listening, uh, listening, actually. Lots of Westfield people on LinkedIn. Can I tell you about a kind of an embarrassing story about Westfield? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I wanted to get into shopping center work and so I applied you know, for a Christmas casual concierge position, just the helping out of customer service at Westfield, at one of the centres, and um, and I was really excited. I went in, they 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 I got the role, and I do a medical check and two interviews and training, and and then at the end of all of it, they they gave me like this like uh, like 
like fluoro vest and they're like actually you're going to be in the uh in the in the car safety and and valet and car safety section and i'm like what <laughs> what <laughs> the car tech and i'm like no wait what i'm no that's not what i applied for what what <laughs> It was really strange. They gave all the girls the concierge position. They gave all the boys this position. I was like, oh, "Look, this isn't what I applied for." I'm, and I'm so gonna you bounce. said you said no. Yeah, Westfield. Well, they, uh, no. Westfield's great, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was just that I think that whoever was hiring wasn't communicating effectively. Well, you know, that's one of my bugbears. Once an organisation, whoever it is, gets too big, then uh, they do themselves harm because the focus is um, not really always where it's supposed to be. So, had someone in HR really taken the time, Max, they could have... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You could have both been... I'm sorry, Westfield, if you're listening. I'm sorry. I really (laughs) want to work with you. Just not. Well, and that's actually why I I brought it up, because I feel that from what I've seen of your work, you probably have a lot to offer that that whoever's doing whatever in-house is an adjunct not that they're not doing a good job but you have a wider view because you've been in so many other situations of what you're doing <laughs> did i did i walk my way out of that one i think, nicely I think for you, you did thank you yeah <laughs> no you've uh, you've come to this stage with what you're doing if you look forward say five years from now what would what and everything goes ideally, what would you like your life to look like then in terms of work and family? I mean, well, the election, the presidential election is only only a year away. So That's the American you know, one. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe in five years I could be going for my second term as president. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I... I love shopping center marketing, so I would love to get in as a become a shopping center marketing assistant or marketing manager. That's something that I'm applying really hard with my skills at the moment. That's something I'm really interested in. There's so many great shopping centers in Melbourne, so um, there really to are. Yeah. Um, so my experience leads me to that, and so that's something I'd be excited for. I mean, you know, I'd love to, you know, and you know, save up to to get a house, and that's something that I'm, we're look, my family's looking into because, you know, we're just in an apartment at the moment, and you know, we've got a one year old, but we want we maybe get a shopping centre overseas. Oh yeah, that could be that'd be exciting. There's got so many in the Philippines. Maybe I could go there. Do so many more options overseas. <laughs> Absolutely, and they have supermarket conferences all over the world. That might be something to look into. That's, that's very true. That's very true. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the future. I think that the world is going in a positive direction, and so I like to think so. Mm. Even, even though it may not look like it on the news. How many more kids? I think one. Another one. one. I think, well, you know, my rabbi always says, you know, if you have 2.3 children, that is ideal because that's the natural rate of replacement. Okay. If everyone has 2.3 children, the population will not rise. Have you discussed it with your wife? Yeah. She's happy. She's She's like two two or three. Okay. I'm like like two. That's fair enough. (laughs) Now, I know you've been to Israel and you went with your brother. Tell us a little bit about that trip. Oh, I, we went on an Orges trip, and it's Australasian, Australasian Union of Jewish Students, the best union of Jewish students. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, it was about a birthright, Tuglit, if you will. Yes. And it was so great to explore Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, the Dead Sea, Yifat, so your parents had instilled this sense of pride in Israel and Jewishness in you. 
or was mm. that the school or just generally? I w- my parents don't really uh, don't really uh, care so much for Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not part, you know, part of their who thingy. and what they were. Yeah, mum, mum's visited Israel once. She had a great time there, but I had to convince her. I was like, "Mum, you got to go to Israel." Oh, good on you, yeah. Max. <laughs> um, it's just, so they took you everywhere, and you really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, 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 I um, you know, we, I met my some of my relatives in Israel, which was really beautiful. Um, you know, I and they had such great food in Israel. The food Definitely. is fantastic, especially in Tel Aviv. Um, have you been to Miznon here in the city? I have been to Miznon many times. Miznon is a delicious Israeli restaurant, and everyone should visit Miznon. They have such great they pitas, do. and they have such great <laughs> cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> the cauliflower. What do you th- What do you like about the cauliflower? I just I love cauliflower, but this is amazing it's just the texture the te- the, uh, the taste the it's an I, I made the mistake of trying to take it home the first time i ordered it because it was so big and i didn't want to eat it all leftovers good it. but yeah you it's yeah, good to share eat it's, it. it's something for two, it's good for two you share yeah. between also their bag of golden meat is really beautiful you've got the oh, onions yeah. you've got the beef brisket that's just like really nice and crispy and and moist <laughs> so do you have another favorite israeli restaurant here uh, I really like I don't know I really like Miznon Miznon's my favourite but I also I also went to M- Noga this week which is really nice um, but that's not Israeli that's more like it's a kosher restaurant kosher on rest- Carlisle Street correct it's, and they have best sushi they have good sushi having eaten non-kosher sushi and kosher sushi their sushi is good it's good for <laughs> kosher sushi um, and I had the, I, I had the I had the part of part of uh, soy chicken uh, stir fry. Oh wow! It was really yummy. It had the fresh vegetables. We'll have to do. We'll have to do a food show. I can we'll see have this. To, yes. Maybe we'll do that together instead of Shabbat Shalom. We we'll do a food show. You know, oh yeah, I'm doing a food crawl this Sunday. So if, if people love food and they want to experience some of the best foodie secrets in Melbourne, I'm doing a food crawl this Sunday, eleven this Sunday, eleven thirty in the city at Pelicana. We're starting off. Um, how do they contact you about it? Um, se, se, Give out your phone number. You no, know, just add me on Facebook, Max Cross, or send me a yeah. message on Max Facebook. Max Cross on Facebook. Max that Cross on Facebook. Um, because we're going to be, I'm just going to tell you where we're going to go because we've got, we got three amazing restaurants that we're going to be visiting. So first off, we're going to Korean fried chicken. I've heard about that. It's supposed to be excellent. It's very trendy. There's lots of Korean fried chicken restaurants starting up in Melbourne. So we're going to Pelicanas, which I haven't been to yet. We're going to um, Rainbow Toasty. I haven't heard of it. It's a uh, toasted cheese, but the cheese is rainbow coloured. So when you open oh, it up like wow. this, it's like rainbow. It's really visually stunning. I'll have to look that up. And then we're finally for dessert. We're going to Huilao Shan, which they have a hundred restaurants in around the world. This is the first one they have in Australia, and it specialises in Hong Kong style mango desserts. Wow. Um, I- Okay. So, so mango desserts. Like, do you like mango? I love mango. So this, you should check this restaurant absolutely. out. Absolutely, I absolutely will. So, um, it and it seems like international, an international culinary trip. It really is around all around Asia and Korea. <laughs> um, do you like traveling? Did that trip to Israel give you a, a sense of wanderlust? I, I I like traveling, but you know. I really love traveling. My, my, one of my favorite things is just traveling 
to bushwalking in Melbourne because you know you don't need to go all the way around the world there's so many great things to explore in your own town if it's food in the city it's bushwalking I love where going. do you go bushwalking oh, yeah we go to the Dandenong Ranges we go to oh, put the kid in a backpack yeah we just put them on we just go for a walk um, love walking along Elwood Beach love walking um, the Melbourne Botanical Gardens I've heard so have you been I've been to the Botanical oh. Gardens since I was a little girl, but um, I haven't been so much now, but I have many friends that walk around and through the gardens. The forest walk in the Melbourne Botanical Gardens is beautiful. I did not realise there was such a There's thing. There's a forest. It's beautiful, um, and you can just chill in there and relax. And the other one is in Cranbourne. There's the Royal Botanical Gardens. Melbourne has a sister park in Cranbourne. Strongly recommend. Um, and that that has a that's a beautiful place to also explore. So Max, let's talk a little bit about how your life has changed since you had your own child. <laughs> well, some people say that their life is full of shit. <laughs> But mine, really, they would just wait till they have a baby because then your life will really be full of, I don't know if I can say it, but will be full of poo. So I've been, I've been changing a lot of nappies. Jan is in charge of input, all the food, and I'm in charge of output. <laughs> that seems reasonable it's to a, me. It's a fair exchange. So I've been look, um, looking and after her. What about the way that you look at the world and look at your parents? Do you look at things differently now that you have that responsibility? I do. I do. I do. I'm so thankful for my, all my parents who did had to change all that nappies and had to look <laughs> after me. And I didn't realize how hard work. It's good work, but it's a lot of hard work, and it's beautiful. And are you? Does it give you more hope for the future, or does it make you a little more afraid? Or how do you, how do you see things generally now? It really hasn't changed the way I view the whole world. Um, no, it just makes me want to work hard so I can provide for her, and, and, and you know, um, you know, and, you know. I, and I was working for myself and you know my wife before, but now I'm working for her as well. Right. And do you remember your from your own childhood when you went to school? Do you remember school days at Bialik? Even in primary school, were they happy times? Were they um, a little stressful? Was it because it was a very different time? I mean, I do, I do remember them. I don't remember them that well. You remember, just, you remember orange jellies from birthday parties. So, uh, were the parties fun? Ah, uh, yes. I remember my mum would always make uh, orange jelly. So she'd uh, scoop out an orange and she'd put it, fill it up with homemade orange jelly. Yeah, orange jellies. Do you, do you know? Are you familiar with what, what I'm talking about? I absolutely. I haven't even. I don't. Rem- I remember people used to do that. Yes, they don't do it. Do they anymore? They, 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 they should. Then. Well, now they have all these silicone things that make beautiful shapes. And they're not in the same. Shape. It's, it's not, not the same. The same. It's not the same it's as an orange at all. <laughs> I love. I love. I'm going to make some for Shifra. Okay, uh, my daughter Shifra. Um, I you know, and, I and it's probably something your wife never had back in the Philippines. Also, I don't think so. I, mean, I haven't asked her, but I, it does, I don't think so. I, I don't think it's. I think it's a very Australian thing. It is like meat pies and lamingtons and pavlovas. Yes. Oh, meat pies, sausage rolls, all of all the all good those stuff. Party, party stuff. <laughs> Max, this has been lovely. We're absolutely running out of time. It, thank you so much for coming in and sharing. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely. I can't wait to see where you go next with the supermarkets and um, let's talk about it a little more because there are. So 
so many global options for you, not just Australia. <laughs> well, thank, thanks, thanks, Lily, and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Wow. Powerful interview.